Welcome to the Sedona Soul Sister Show, down-to-earth discussions on spiritual, metaphysical, paranormal, and healing topics. The Sedona Soul Sisters are the most trusted psychic mediums in Sedona. They have offices in Sedona, Arizona, where they see clients from all over the world. And now, today's show. Hello, everyone, and welcome. I'm Christelle Arcucci. Today's show, we are going to do some practices to support you to awaken your psychic and spiritual gifts, to live your purpose, and to release old soul contracts that may not be serving you anymore. So each one of these topics is an important part of our work at Sedona Soul Sisters. You might wonder why I'm starting with breath work instead of meditation. Meditation is an incredibly powerful practice, and so many people have been curious and gotten interested in meditation in the last many years. And here's the reason why I start with breath work first, because often people have this idea that meditation is not thinking. It's completely clearing and emptying the mind. Finding that state emptiness and stillness of the mind is incredibly elusive. And what I'm more interested in in a meditation practice is being with what is. Because if you're trying to still empty, calm the mind, and your mind is going a million miles an hour, and the more you try to calm something, it's like a small child that has that's had too much sugar is being like, sit down and be quiet. And so the more that you try to calm the child, or in this case, calm the mind, the more intensity and energy it has. The monkey mind goes more intensely wild. So when we shift our focus in meditation to being with what is, rather than trying to change your state of mind, The thing about it is, if you sit with what is, it will change your state of mind. But from a different perspective of of instead getting in this battle, trying to calm the mind and make it be still and quiet and empty, being with what is, accessing that beingness through the quality of breath, from my perspective and experience, will give you a much more enjoyable experience of meditation. I have been meditating for over 35 years, and there are still days where it's incredibly challenging to simply sit with what is. But on the days, like I had a practice recently, a few days ago, where there was just an intensity happening in my body-mind and I knew it wasn't going to be a practice of incredible peace and ease. It was going to be a practice of being with what is, being with the intensity of my mind going off the rails and and being with that and focusing on my breath and sitting in the discomfort of that. The good thing about it is, is now I know well enough to not try to fight when I'm in that experience of meditation, when it's a challenging practice day, I'm like, I, I know what to do. 
to turn my attention to the breath and to be in the discomfort of it, which of course, in our modern world, instant gratification. We have these supercomputers in our hand. We have all of these smart devices. We can easily distract ourselves when we are feeling, thinking, experiencing something we don't want to feel. We can distract ourselves so easily. So learning to sit in the discomfort of an uncomfortable meditation practice is so powerful because we will all experience challenges in being human. So this gives us the practice of sitting with ourselves, sitting with the quality of the mind, being with what is, being with our experience in our bodies, and being with it rather than trying to change it. So as I mentioned, breath work can be an incredibly powerful anchor and tool to support your practice, especially at the beginning. Most people have this concept that meditation is not thinking, as I mentioned, yet that is a very challenging approach. Yet if you focus meditation practice first through the breath, you essentially give the monkey mind something to engage with. And first, we're going to start with your seated position. So ideally, you are in a comfortably upright, supported position, unless you can comfortably sit without a back. Like right now, I am sitting on a yoga ball. There isn't anything supporting my back. And I am very comfortable in this position, having my spine upright and not needing to lean into anything. It's super important that your body is as comfortable and supported as possible. Because like I said, calming the monkey mind is one challenge. If your body is also uncomfortable or you're in pain, it makes it that much more challenging to come into a more calm and relaxed state. So give yourself as much support as you need. Ideally, you're using a chair that supports you in being as upright as possible. Put cushions behind your back if you need it. You can sit with your legs crossed or your feet on the floor. Yet the most important thing is that you are as comfortable as possible and as upright as possible. We are going to start with your breath. And I encourage you to close your eyes, even if you're watching me on video. Notice if there's any area of your body that is holding tension, and you can gently wiggle a little. Move your shoulders, move your neck a little, find a comfortable place for your hands to rest, and imagine that from your mind down into your heart, down into your hips, is an hourglass, and all of the energy from the mind The sand is moving from the top through the middle to the bottom. And begin gently taking deeper breaths. Without forcing, notice your belly, your chest expanding. And returning back to center as you exhale. Gently expand your breath without forcing. And the breath being an anchor point, being our focus, 
gives the monkey mind something to focus on, something to be engaged with, which most of the time will support you in coming into a more centered and relaxed state. And if you notice your mind wanders, bring yourself back to the breath. So try not to struggle against your mind wandering or being hard on yourself or mean to yourself. Just notice my mind wandered. I'm going to come back to the breath. Then I want you to count your own natural inhale and your own natural exhale. Notice what the count is. For some of us, the breath is going to be longer or shorter, depending upon a lot of factors. The most important thing is, where is your breath now? Let's say your inhale is a count of four, comfortably. I want you to focus on making the inhale and the exhale both a count of four. So you're inhaling for four and exhaling for a count of four. If your breath is naturally longer, for example, to a count of six, then you can inhale to a count of six and exhale to a count of six. This breath practice is a way to support your body in coming into greater stillness giving your mind something to focus on that is anchoring you in your experience, being with what is. So as you practice in this way, using your inhale and exhale as anchor points to help calm your body and your mind, this also can help calm the emotional body to give you something to focus on to be present with what is, noticing that if your mind wanders, you gently bring your mind back to the focus on your breath. This style of practice is called a focused meditation. You are focusing on your breath. An open practice is most often what people think of as meditation, that you are just emptying your mind. You're not focused on anything, which I find to be a much more challenging practice. And you can integrate the two practices. Like we started with the focused practice, focusing on the breath, and then you can move into an open meditation where you are simply sitting in stillness. If your mind wanders, you noticed it wandered, bring it back to focusing on your breath. And then after a few breaths, you can release the breath and be with what is and notice your experience. So these three types of meditation practice can be really supportive to you. Just know that an open meditation practice where you are simply focusing on the open, expansive sky mind that isn't focused on anything, in my opinion, is the most challenging, especially for a beginner. And that's why I encourage you to start with the focused practice using breath work 
as your focal point. Then once you've done several rounds of breath, you feel yourself coming into a more calm state, then release the breath practice and see what happens. If your mind wanders off, the monkey mind starts doing its tricks, you can come back to the focused practice of the breath work, which then makes it an integrated practice. If you have extensive experience in open meditation, go for it. I just find that it can actually create more stress for people. And then they give up on meditation. They're like, oh, I can't do it. I can't stop the mind from thinking. Yeah, that's really challenging. Yet, when you use a breathwork practice, you can calm down the mind. You can then direct the mind into a healthier state, a more calm state, which is incredibly beneficial and will reduce stress. But if the meditation practice becomes a battle, that isn't going to reduce your stress. It's going to give you another stress point. I want to offer you two other breath practices, which are very simple, yet also very helpful for different reasons. The first breath practice is going to be a calming breath practice. So this is good if you tend to struggle with anxiety or you're trying to fall asleep at night, this practice is great, where you make the exhale longer than the inhale, meaning you would inhale for a count of four and exhale for a count of six. And again, adjust that so it works for you, but the inhale is shorter than the exhale, and this has a calming impact on your nervous system. So you can also do this before your meditation to help calm your system. If your mind is super monkey mind, going wild, running around in circles, driving you a little cuckoo, then you can use this breathing practice to begin your meditation. The other practice that I want to offer you is more energizing. This practice is focused on activating the nervous system. If you're falling asleep in your meditation or if it's early morning and you're feeling sluggish, this is a great and very simple practice to support you in getting going. So with this one, the inhale is longer than the exhale. So for example, you would inhale for a count of six and then exhale for a count of four. So that practice, longer inhale than exhale, count of six inhale, count of four exhale, that is going to be activating to your nervous system if that's what you need. If you want something that is calming to your nervous system, then the exhale is longer. Inhale for a count of four, exhale for a count of six, or adjust those for whatever suits you, knowing that you just want one or the other longer, depending upon if you want an activating one, inhale is longer. If you want a calming one, the exhale is longer. And as we started with the breath practice of equal, that is a more balanced practice for your nervous system, the inhale and the exhale at the same count. So those are very simple breathing practices. The good thing about breath practice is you can do it anywhere at any time because nobody's going to get upset with you for breathing. 
So you can use these practices to support you in your everyday life. And I strongly encourage you to do that because by shifting our breath, you actually shift your physiology and it also changes the state and the quality of your mind, which is super helpful. So if you have any questions about this practice, feel free to include them in the comments. All right, so breath work and meditation and supporting you in awakening your spiritual gifts, your psychic powers, your intuition, because this calms the monkey mind and gives you greater access to your own lived experience, which is so powerful to learn to see how your intuitive guidance is speaking to you, which channel it speaks most easily. Soul contracts are the agreements that we made on a soul level with ourself and with other people and other experiences in our life. What are the lessons that we want to learn? So sometimes people can think that soul contracts are really complicated, but you can just think about it, the life lessons that you continue to learn in your life. And ideally, those lessons evolve. That means your soul contracts are changing over a period of time. In the soul contracts work, incorporating breath work and meditation after your session, and even without having a session, using breath work and meditation to support you in directing your energy and attention into more of what you want to experience in your life, it's an incredibly powerful tool. How does breath work and meditation relate to soul contracts? Soul contracts are life lessons that we signed up for as we came into this human body, into this experience. And our soul contracts shift over our lifetime. So using breath work and meditation to support us in learning to understand our minds better is so incredibly powerful because our unconscious mind is what drives most of our lives and our habits and patterns in living. Yet breathwork and meditation makes it more possible to befriend our minds, to learn to bring what is unconscious into our conscious awareness so we can create lasting changes in our lives. Breathwork and meditation are incredibly powerful so that we learn what the mind is doing. Learn to understand the monkey mind. What gets the monkey mind all revved up and chasing its tail and running in circles and doing all of these things? The more that we learn to befriend the mind and to work with our experiences through the breath work and meditation, it makes it easier to steer our lives in the directions that we want to go in. Meaning, change the soul contracts. If you've had certain experiences in your health, relationships, your career, your relationship with money, breath work and meditation gives you tools to work with to shift out of the patterns that you have been in into what more of what you want to experience in your life. Soul contracts sound like it's super complicated, and some soul contracts are. There has to be in a negotiation process for them to change, like soul contracts with your partner, your parents, your siblings, your children, with these 
core people in your life, they are in-depth contracts. And changing them, just like negotiating a contract change in human life, it can take it can be a process of negotiating and shifting things, yet your power always lives in how you are experienced in being with what is. I have this challenge with my health or with my partner or in my relationships or with my career, or with my money or whatever the thing is for you that you are working on shifting your soul contracts around. The practice of breathwork and meditation can support you in being with what is first, being with the state of your relationship with any of the topics that I spoke about. Rather than being in a fight or flight state, breathwork and meditation helps you have a more clear perspective of how you can create shifts in your life. And that's where the intuitive guidance comes in, where accessing your intuition and your psychic gifts is so helpful, which is why so many teachers talk about the importance of especially meditation and also breath work and supporting you in becoming more centered in your life as it is. Being with what is first is so important to regulate your nervous system to come out of a fight or flight state so then you can take actions aligned with what you want to be experiencing, the soul contracts you want to be living. The soul contracts work that I do with clients is incredibly powerful in changing the path forward for the client. And also, when the client takes an active role in shifting their energy and attention from the track they were on, where they were putting their energy and attention, the habits they were doing that were reinforcing the contracts that they don't want, when the clients can shift their energy and attention more easily throughout the day, noticing the monkey mind, noticing falling into old habits or patterns on the track that you no longer want, when you can shift into first the state of being, being with what is, I'm on the old track that I don't want to be on anymore. And then turning your energy and attention onto the track that you want to be on. This is where people's soul contracts shift in incredible ways and create sustainable changes in your life. I offer soul contract sessions at our center in Sedona, and I also offer them on the phone. Check out the website if you want more information or send me a DM on Instagram. If you have any questions about what we've covered, you can post them in the comments below this video. If you are listening to the audio only podcast, find me on Instagram, the Sedona Soul Sisters, and you can send me a DM or comment on the post about this episode. And I will be happy to support you. Thank you so much for being part of this community. It is my pleasure to support your intuitive awakening, accessing your psychic gifts, and living your soul purpose. Our next episode, I am super excited about. We've already recorded it. It's with Terry Ann Russell, 
And it is me receiving a violet flame DNA activation. And Terri Ann was a Sedona Soul sister some time ago, and then she moved away. And now she has come back and she is offering these sessions by Zoom. So I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. And please leave a review and subscribe. And I look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you for listening to the Sedona Soul Sisters show. If you'd like more information about the Sedona Soul Sisters and their services, visit their website at SedonaSoulSisters.com. Subscribe to our show here so you don't miss a thing. All of us at Sedona Soul Sisters hope you have an enlightening week. Thank you.